trust in Him will find our heart at rest. Hallelujah. We love you tonight, Jesus. Our dear Heavenly Father, we want to begin this new year in your presence. The first Sunday evening by dedicating ourselves. The morning service ended this way. And we want to continue right on. To consecrate ourselves and dedicate ourselves. Lifting up our hands, lifting up our hearts. Totally surrendering, yielding ourselves. We don't know what this year will bring. But we know if you're walking inside of us, we shall overcome whatever lays ahead. Give us revelation. Give our hearts faith tonight, Jesus. We pray for the needs in the body. Even as it's already been prayed, but our sister Helen, even these very moments, lying in surgery with the great physician and surgeon, be in that room and in attendance, Jesus, that your will would be done and that you would touch our dear sister, gallant warrior. She loves you, Lord, and we love her. Bring healing to her and others tonight that are maybe home or in hospitals or just coming back from winter break and just needing encouragement. Strengthen us tonight, Lord. We give you this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn right to the scripture uh, together. Isaiah chapter 64 and, um, and then Leviticus 24, two places. It's good to be a Christian tonight. and. Start out the new year serving the Lord Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 64 and and Leviticus 24. See, some are coming back from school and uh, for school tomorrow. And we're getting started into the new year. It's nice to see your faces again. And Paris family, we, we see it. We saw you last year. It's nice to see you again. Amen. Welcome back. Amen. Isn't it good to be back? Amen. Isaiah 64, verse 1. We'll read a few verses here and and just uh, especially verse 5. We'll pay attention to that. Isaiah 64, verse 1. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil. To make thy name known to thy adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. Isn't that what we want for this year? God's presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Thou meetest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness, those that remember thee and thy ways. Behold, thou art wroth, for we have sinned. In those is continuance, and we shall be saved." In verse 5, when it speaks about, Thou meetest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness, those that remember thee and thy ways. Then it goes on to say, For in those is continuance, and we shall be saved. But we are all as an unclean thing, 
And all our righteousness is, are as filthy rags. For we all do fade as a leaf. Isn't that true? That is true. There is none that calleth upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hid thy face from us and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. Amen. We are the clay and thou art our potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. Be not wroth very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech thee, we are all thy people. Amen. Can you turn to Leviticus 24 if you have the strength there to stand for a few more minutes? Leviticus 24. Let's just read verse 1 to 4. And then verse 8, speaking on continually, continuance tonight. Our God is constant, but so is his people. Leviticus 24, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure oil, olive beaten for the light. To cause the lamps to burn continually. Amen. Without the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation shall Aaron order it from the evening unto the morning before the Lord continually. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. What is to be a statute? That the the oil... And God's presence is to be kept constantly. Keep it up continually. Verse 4. He shall order the step, the lamps, upon the pure candlestick before the Lord continually. Verse 8 is the same word as we see this in verse 8. Every Sabbath, he shall set it in order before the Lord continually. Being taken from the children of Israel by an everlasting covenant. So we see in Leviticus there was to be the the atmosphere and in God's presence something kept continually. A statute forever in your generations. And may it be in 2019 that these scriptures are still fulfilled in the New Testament. That the Holy Ghost would be constant. Is that your desire? Don't let this be just a sermon tonight. Let it be an encouragement. A New Year service for you and I. God bless you. You can have your seats. Do you like that word continually? If you're just going back to Isaiah, maybe just for a moment, as we look at this Isaiah 64 again, we want to speak about this tonight, 2019. God is constant and so are his people. And I believe that. And and tonight might be a a service where you feel like you're not maybe a constant person. Maybe you haven't been constant. But as we speak from the word, it can be something you grab a hold of and say, there is something inside of me to be constant. And we can be up and down. We can be up and down and in and out. But there's something in you that is constant. 
So grab a hold of that tonight. You might feel like a failure. You might feel like starting the new year that you just, it's just another year and you turn a page, but God doesn't want it to be that way. He wants the word to be fresh and be continually working in our hearts. So in verse 5 again of Isaiah 64, let's take this personal Isaiah 64 verse 5. The Bible says, speaking of the Lord, thou meetest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness. Those that remember thee in thy ways. Then it says, behold, thou art wroth for we have sinned. Then it says in those is continuance and we shall be saved. He's actually going back to the start of verse five. Those that meet him and that rejoice in God and that the, the righteousness of God can work for your life and remember him in your ways in you is continuance. Amen. We're going to labor on this tonight and maybe by the end you'll see that there's a virtue in your life. I, I want to say at the start of this year, we thank God for his constancy. God's been constant. He has been a person and we want to thank him tonight at the start of the year. This is going to be a New Year's message that our God has been continuously faithful. Look back over your life and God has been a continuous, faithful force in your life. His healing is forever. Not just eternal, forever, meaning one day we're going to press into a new body and we won't need those healing virtues. But tonight, he's a constant healer. His deliverance is, is faithful. It's forever. His salvation is eternal. Our God has his, all his attributes is just, it's just constant. His love has never changed. God up in heaven didn't turn the calendar. We turned the calendar. Our God is forever the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we want to thank God tonight for this faithfulness. And as we start a new year, we don't want to live as uh, in ourselves to just be um, earthbound people. And as we speak tonight, these are just maybe some things that you can put into your heart for the new year that we don't want to be so earthbound this year. We want to be more heavenly minded. And I'm going to speak about New Year's resolutions. I know the world is real big on New Year's um, resolutions. They're resolved to do better or to go in a certain way. And we come into the new year. It's good to have the Holy Spirit inspire us. But as we're going to find out later, uh, that it's, it's a proven statistic that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail before February 1st. The bride isn't like that. So I would say, God, help us this year not to be so earthbound. But let us be more heavenly minded. So as you attach yourself to a God that is constant. But we read in the scripture about a people... In, Levit, in, in Isaiah, those that meet the Lord and are rejoicing in Him, and He's working in your life, and that remember Him, that you are walking in a continent, continuance. How do you say that word? It's continuing. 
So we're not just speaking about God tonight, but God has put gifts into your life and in his body where it pleased him. God put gifts in his body how it pleases him. So as we start out the new year and we look at our own maybe shortcomings, that's not the part God's looking at. He's looking at the eternal part or the gift of God. He put in you and I where it would please him. So all the things that is so negative and bad isn't even why we're here. It's not where God's focus is. So maybe we need to turn our eyes toward the things that are constant. So let's look at this word in Isaiah 64 verse 5. This word uh, continuance. It means something that is long in duration or evermore. Something that's perpetual. It's a long time. I'm speaking about you serving the Lord. It's for a long time. It's not just for a year or two years or Just in your youth, when you're strong, we should serve the Lord in our youth. Amen. Remember our creator in the days of our youth. But as we're all finding and we read it in the scripture, all our lives is fading away. And there's things as our brother uh, prayed, brother Matthew prayed, there's things that are true about our husband, the Lord Jesus. He's the male part. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Do we believe the scripture? We serve an unchanging God. God does not change his mind about his word. Amen. We're going to be strong on some of these things tonight. And we can focus on God and he's our husband. But God's wife, though we are changing, and God made us to be flexible because we're the female Part we're, we're the the wife of Jesus Christ, so he stays the same. He's unchanging, but the bride is willing to change. We adapt. We're flexible, but there's certain things uh, about our lives. And this year, it's good for us to nail down on the first Sunday night of the year. Though we're changing and flexible, there's things that we are not going to give in, and we're not going to bow to this year. And the first thing is the standard of the word. Times change. People's change. People come and people go. But the standard of the word cannot change for us. Can you say amen? This is a New Year's message. And we're not going to change the standard. Number two is there's a dominating theme in our lives. And that is the Lord Jesus. He's everything to us. He's the theme of everything. So starting out this new year, we're not, though we are changing in ourselves, Jesus Christ doesn't change. And we're holding on to that. Number three is we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's not going to change. As the years go by, even in the message, we can't allow it to get diluted down and watered down to just an empty profession. I pray, Lord, keep your power strong within our lives. Number four, we are believers of a message that God has sent a prophet. We're not going to waver on that. People can challenge us. People can question. But there's there's another point that we're not going to deviate from. God has sent a message. And we believe God sent a prophet. And we believe the word of God. And we're not going to let that be diluted and watered down no matter what. 
Number five is the burden for Holy Spirit leadership. And if you're writing some things down, these are good things to nail down at the start of a new year. I pray God give us a greater burden for Holy Spirit leadership in our lives. Leadership of the Holy Ghost. Number six is holiness. The world is dropping the standard. But there's an area in the God's people that you can't let that slip. Holiness is is part of those things that we're not going to give in and we're not going to compromise. You've got to say that. I'm not going to let holiness slip down. Our God is constant, but so is his people. You say, but I've wayward or I've, I've slid back or I haven't been as faithful. Tonight's your night to say, Lord, I'm grabbing a hold of more of you this year. Number seven has to do with worship this year, 2019. We want to be a people of worship. As we read in our opening scripture of praises and thanks, thankfulness and thanksgiving with enthusiasm. God, don't let us become a church that's just formal and let somebody else worship. No, you give a sacrifice. Don't come to church and expect to always be served, be served, be served. You be a person that is a worshiper. Let's start out this new year with some real rock solid uh, convictions in our hearts. And don't let February 1st Sunday be just right back to where you were. That's the world for you. But there's a little bride that says, our God is constant. And I am too. And I want to find that continuance. Another part of this word continuance means it's the same as in the past as in the future. Speaking of this word continuance, not just God, but God's people are the same as what we were in the past. We're going to be in the future. It's a word that is tied to forever or always and continuance. Continuous means it's just going to be, you're going to be the same type of believer. No matter how long this trial or how long time goes, you're going to be constant. And I'm not meaning that you're going to stagnate, but I'm, I'm speaking to your faith tonight that you are a person that is connected with eternity that is going to stay close to God. It's just part of your nature. It's just part of your seed. Is this okay for a first Sunday night of the new year? Some of you are a little tired, but it's good to challenge ourselves. There's an unending future that is connected with your life. And, and that has to do with eternity. And we thank God for his being constant. But I'm also thankful to you that you have remained faithful serving God. As we look around the room tonight, there are people that used to be here that aren't no longer even serving God no more. And there's people here that maybe you thought weren't so spiritual and they're still serving God. Somehow they lift their hands. Sometimes, somehow a hallelujah escapes from their heart or the deep part of their trial. And you thought three years ago, surely that person was gone. And here they are. And maybe if they're not here tonight, but you know that's a believer. We ought to thank God for that. God help us to be more constant. As I was preparing for this service, I knew that there were three groups of people that the Lord was going to minister to tonight. And and the first group were those that have been faithful over the years, 
and you've stayed loyal and you've stayed true. You've stayed in your place. You've stayed in your position. You've stayed in your calling. We want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for staying faithful. Can we look around the room tonight? There's people that are here that have stayed in their calling and they haven't wavered. And we want to say thank you. Thank God for you. Then there's another group though and it's those that have not been faithful. It's those that haven't been right. They've maybe actually gone back. You say from the January to December of 2018, this individual, and the Lord's here to minister to you tonight, that maybe you haven't been faithful. You haven't been right. You've actually slid back from your testimony. God wants to minister to you to come back. God's calling you home. Come back. Maybe a backslider. Someone that's lost their testimony. We're not here to throw you into hell. We're here for God to bring you back. And lastly, the third group. Those that have maybe taken some time off. I want you to think about this. Maybe you've taken time away from the Lord. Time away from your service to the Lord. I was thinking maybe of even a year sabbatical. Someone's might have taken a whole year sabbatical away from really what they ought to be. And you hear the word and you hear the word and maybe it's a two year. Maybe you're in a five year sabbatical. I don't know. Maybe they've stalled. They've just stalled in their Christian life to where they're almost dormant. They're a Christian, but they're just laying dormant like in the wings. The Holy Ghost is here to minister to you on the first Sunday night of the year. Maybe you're floating out there. Maybe as Brother Branham preached, greatest battle ever fought, and he was looking up into the stars and all the stars in their places. And he said if one of them ever got out of orbit, how it would throw everything out of this place. Maybe you're that type of person. Maybe you're not really actively going forward. Maybe you're crusty. Maybe you've turned really critical. You've turned critical about yourself. You don't hardly see any good, any deity in your life. And so that when you look through those glasses to others, it makes everybody crusty. It makes everybody. You're just so critical. You can become legalistic. And I'm, I, I want to take some time tonight for the Lord to minister to you. To come back into a balance. Because we can get out of balance. We can get to a place that people are living and it's they're not balanced. And I pray if that's you tonight, that the Lord would bring you to a place of balance. Because we need you. Come back to the middle. Come back to a place where... How many remember in the book of Exodus where the Bible says God hardened... The heart of Pharaoh. Who remembers that? God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I want to speak to about a hardened heart. Someone that can just get hard. They've got a heart. They're alive. But they're just hardened. And even in Pharaoh's case, he was predestinated for that purpose. God hardened his heart. 
But I want to turn it to the positive. If God can harden a heart, cannot our God unharden a heart? And that might not even be an English word. Forgive me, Miss Leonard. But if God can harden a heart, can he unharden a heart? Can, can he take a heart that's hardened and make it soft again? The word really reaches into every part of the assembly and it, it gathers up every individual. That If you have been faithful and you have been loyal, God bless you and thank you. But it also reaches into those places where people have slid back. And maybe they are even backslidden and they haven't been right. God's reaching for you. But then it's to do with all of us too sometimes when there's just times when we take time off spiritually or our place or our, our calling. We get stalled. We get dormant or floating. God bring us back to a balance. You know last Sunday night. Um, we didn't have a service in Cloverdale and I drove brother Andrew Dodd to the Renton church and he spoke their wonderful service on restoring of the equilibrium or a restoration of balance. And he was speaking about how today there's so many things that are out of balance, whether it's nature is groaning, it's out of balance. Politics is just out of balance. The things that used to be are just falling apart in their what they believe or the kind of standards they have. Families are not really balanced. You look at even finances of the world or businesses, what they do to their sports stars to pay them millions and billions. And yet someone that really works and labors might not be able to hardly make enough to have a living. It's not balanced. People's lifestyles are not balanced, but we find from the word of God for us as believers, the word brings us to a real balance. And I I pray this year that there would be a restoration for all of us to bring our lives into a balance and look to stay steady. If I could use a few words tonight to encourage you, stay steady. Have a testimony that someone else can grab a hold of. That's steady. And I also want to say this. Stay with the cause. Stay with the word. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same. He's constant. He's the husband. But on the female part, God made us as the bride To be adaptable, to be flexible, and be willing to change. So that's why when we hear more about Him, we want to be more constant. We want to be more like Him. Another thing that I wanted to mention about this new year, we believe in the power of prayer. So let's use it more this year. We believe in the power of prayer. We we know God answers prayer. Then let us find our place this year. In that place. I was listening to Influence this week in Chicago. Brother Branham was praying. He said, Heavenly Father, we are so happy tonight for this. Another time that we can come to you and have this assurance that we, what we ask, we receive. If we will believe that we get what we ask for. And now, Lord, help our unbelief. That we might tonight be able to have these things that we ask for. He said, my hands 
with their hands is up. And we pray, Father, doesn't that sound like our opening verse? He's our Father. We pray, Father, to you who understands the things that we have need of. So he didn't say we, we, Father, we know that you understand our strengths and where we're doing really good. No, he said, Father, we pray to you who understands the things that we have need of. Grant it them to us, Lord, tonight. We pray for encouragement that when we're in this great hour of distress that we're in and the world is in the condition that it's in, we need your most holy help, Lord. And here's the part. We pray that you'll encourage us by thy word that we might know how that we should act just prior the coming of the Lord Jesus. I could tell you where I was when I heard this and I had to get up and go into my office and actually put a note down and find it later because that so struck my heart that he would pray that, that the Lord would encourage us that we might know how we should act just prior the coming of the Lord. I would say, Lord, influence us that we would know how to act just prior the coming of the Lord. If this is the year, then let us be constant. Let's go to Romans chapter 2 together. Another scripture. As we come into the new year, let's bring our Bibles to the services. As our pastor encouraged us this morning, bring a little paper, a little pen. Bring something to write down. Listen to that message. Have you been listening to Christ as the mystery of God revealed? Who's had a chance to start that? Amen. It's part of our homework. Is that right, Brother Tom? Five times. So you start out. You, you make efforts. I mean, we're in a moving process. I had to go home and look in a box for Christ is the mystery. I found it by the grace of God. And one for my wife. So we started that. I think it was the next day or the next day. You know, it was just, you start reading it together. You listen to it. Some listen more than they read, and that's fine. We, I, I do. I listen. But I think there's a time to sit down and read a little bit and share it with one another. And I got some for my family. Amen. When they come over, we'll have a little time. We can listen to 20 minutes or so. That's good. It's putting meal into the pot. It's a good way to start your year and live the whole year. Just say, the Lord is constant, and I want to be constant. So in Romans 2, I know different brothers have used this, these verses. But for our New Year's uh, Sunday night, let's Romans 2, verse 5. But after thy hardness and impudent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To them, his two groups, one is verse 7 and one is verse 8. To them, verse 7, who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. 
I believe that's you tonight. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil. Of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory. Here's verse 10 is you. But glory, honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. And the believer said. So if you do evil and you follow after unrighteousness, then uh, verse 8 and 9 is going to be reward. There's going to be contention. There's going to be tribulation and anguish. It's in the Bible. But verse 7 is for you and I. To them who by patient continuance. That's what we're doing tonight even. In well-doing, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. And I underlined eternal life because that's continuing. And verse 10 is going to be your reward. But glory, honor, peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. I want to be part of that group. In verse 7, it says to them who by patient continuance, this means a patience, an enduring something in you. Now, this is where many just kind of fall off and they kind of phase out the minister because they say, that's exactly where I fall short. That's exactly where I fail. I need more patience or I want to be more patient. But I'm speaking about a characteristic that's in you. We're ministering to you tonight to quicken that part of you. It might be laying dormant. But the word is coming at a level to awaken that patience. It's a patient continuance or it's I'm patiently waiting. It's a steadfastness, a constancy or an endurance. Some of you don't even think that this is you, but I'm describing you. In the New Testament, it's speaking of a characteristic of a believer who doesn't swerve from your deliberate purpose and your loyalty to faith and your devotion That even comes through the greatest trials and suffering and misunderstanding and things that you have to go through. The Holy Spirit is awakening your loyalty tonight. He's reaching deep down into the the soil of your soul. And he's giving you a purpose. And he's speaking the word, faith cometh by hearing, to awaken your faith to your devotion that is constant. You you might have been up and down and all over the place. And the Holy Spirit's just reaching out for you tonight saying, that's enough of that. (laughs) We've had ups and downs and ins and outs. And the Holy Spirit's saying, that's enough of that. Amen. Amen. So no matter the greatest trials or sufferings that we will go through in 2019, there's something in you that is constant. Say, what are you waiting for? What are you looking for? We're looking unto Jesus. We are waiting for him within our own lives. 
We are patiently enduring or going through whatever we have to go through. We are sustaining and remaining perseverant. Hallelujah. Say, how long are you going to stay like that? Forever. For eternity. You say, but how can you? The trials you've gone through, the sufferings or the things you've faced. How can you say that? God has already said that about you. It's not only that he's constant, you're constant. God is constant, but so is his people. So Paul in Romans 2 verse 7 was speaking to them who by patient endurance do seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. It means that we are willing to suffer. Well, that's an odd word to speak to the new generation. But I want to say it tonight. You can suffer. You can put up with more than what you put up with before. You say, no, no, I'm, I was at the breaking point and I was right at that point of just giving in. No, you're able to put up with some more. You say the rubber band in 2018 was just stretched, stretched, stretched and God just may allow it to stretch a little more. You're constant. You're patiently enduring. You're a soldier. You're a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You say, wow, you're preaching way up there. No, we're bringing it right down to somebody that's backslidden. Come out of there. To someone that has stalled and taken a sabbatical. And God is saying, okay, but your sabbatical's over. Oh, man. You got in a rut and you just think you're coasting. And God is saying, no, it's time to work. It's time to live. It's time to pass off the baton. There's people looking to you. There's people that are looking to you. So don't be lazy. Let this be a year that you just shake it off. And you rise up and say, in the name of the Lord, I will stir up myself. Hallelujah. It's true. Our best is as filthy rags. I'm not talking about more works and mercs. I'm talking about Christ is constant. And that attribute in you, you are constant. You can bear the burden this year. I was privileged to take Brother George to the airport on on Friday and, and pick him up at his house. His lovely wife is here and four children. And we were able to pray with them and they won't see their daddy for months and months and then they'll see him again then it'll be months and months and we prayed together we cried together we waved goodbye together you say that was sure funny no brother john was just reliving what we went through when i was a boy and my mother and my father waving goodbye and god had a purpose god had a plan And it wasn't for that season for it to be together exactly, physically speaking. It was our calling and our positions were in different places. So we've gone through that. We've bore with that. We have endured that cross. So we can step into another family that's bearing the same cross. And we can say, you can do that too. 
Not with our words. I didn't ever say that to them. But it's by our presence and by our love. That's what we're doing tonight. All of us are doing. We can look at one another in the face and say, by the grace of God, all of us have walked down roads, uh, maybe different places physically. But we're here serving God. There's something constant about us. Through the ups and downs and emotional and financial and the spiritual. There's people that have been faithful and loyal. And there's people that haven't been. But we're still together. And we're going on. Our God is constant tonight. And so is his people. Can I continue on a little bit? So we're not going to recede and we're not going to flee away. Paul was speaking about those that are patient, that we're going to endure and we're going to bravely bear and we're going to calmly bear this. Even if I have to be quiet about it and not everybody knows, not even my family knows or not even my friends know, but I'm going to bear this bravely and calmly. It's my cross. And you've got to say that about your cross. You you say, I've got to be willing to bear ill treatment or misfortune or trials. I'm going to hold fast this year. Are we still awake tonight? Uh, Is the Lord speaking to anybody? Come out of your sabbatical. Come up to the loyal group and salute and say, I'm here. Come to those that have been serving and say, let me take that. Let me take that torch, or let me take that hoe, or let me take that. I can, I can bear this with you, brother. I think it's a good challenge as Brother Bradham was coming into the new year. Is it okay that I read a little bit? In Shalom, just one of the first messages of 1964, January, Brother Bradham was talking about a Mr. Richards that had wrote a book, and they were saying it was the book of the year. A book of the year. Brother Bradham said, I don't want to disagree with the man. He was a certain denomination and Brother Branham said, I, I don't want to disagree, but I'll disagree with him. Mr. That might be Mr. Richard's book for the new year, but my book and your book for the new year is the book of the old year, the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you probably would have held up your device or whatever. It's still the word of God. Amen. The book for the new year is the book that was the book for the old year. It's the Bible. It's thus saith the Lord. It's constant and it's never changed. We don't want it to change. We might change, but the word is going to stay the same. So grab a hold of the word. And Brother Branham said, just make it live to what it's promised to live for. And every coming year to come. And every year that has been, he's the eternal God. Living through the eternal word that he spoke with every Bible truth and every promise has been vindicated as it has been down through the years. I wonder if you older ones can say, God, let these things come alive for the younger ones. And use us to cause it to come alive for them. So it's not just a certain uh, page, a chapter, but look at our lives. Be salty this year. Stop being down in the mouth and so negative when we serve a great God that has been so constant. 
Hallelujah, Lord. Sometimes you wonder. I don't know if you do, but sometimes you look at a situation and you wonder, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? Seriously. I mean, what's it going to take for the individual to give themselves to God? What's it going to take for that family to shake themselves and say, we're not going to live on just earthly things. We're going to live off the spiritual. Who's going to turn the tide? Who's going to say something? Who's going to be willing to be counted? Hallelujah. I have an announcement tonight. A grand announcement. God is going to be constant in 2019. It's just going to be the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And when you need a revival, God's going to bring it. When you need a healing, God is going to heal you. And if he doesn't in this life, the moment you take your last breath here, there's a new body for you. You are going to be healed. So you say, well, what about that person? Or what about this? No, they were healed. It's just in our minds. We, we got to have it now. Or we got to have it this week. Or we got friends. God's in the healing business. But he does miracles so great too. He can do it now. Or he can do it in a hundred years. But he's going to do it. He's just constant. And can we do it this year with some enthusiasm? I mean, here's your eggs and here's your drink and, you know, here's, are we going to, can you just lay it out there with some love? Can you sing that song with a little bit more feeling? Hallelujah. Have you ever streamed a service or looked and you just, my goodness, it's like, what are people thinking? Well, I mean, they're looking around the room and can it be different this year? Can, can you just blow everybody away by saying, I love you, Jesus. And it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. This is, this is a great special. And I thank God, God spoke to us through that sister or brother or the choir. I just, hallelujah. We could have watch night every month. It'd be fantastic. Instead of your sabbatical, you've already checked it off and we'll see you next, you know, watch night service. No, it don't have to be that way. You can take out the guitar and fix the string. Brother Matthew, wherever you are, I asked him to sing a song, Matthew. And uh, he, he played for the brother on watch night. You remember him? He always says, my strings are broken. My strings are broken. You know, well, there's other guitars up here, you know. There's a piano up here. You can practice. <clears throat> Even if it's on a hill far away. You say, I'm going to sing. Well, people never sing then. They just, they get so, and friends, this year can be different. You can be looking at the same situation and so negative and bad. You look on the other side, you can say, but thank God I'm alive. We got clothes. I mean, thank you, Brother Tim. We got clothes. You've been baptized and you got clothes. Say, where did that come from? Well, listen to the morning service. Amen. God is constant. But so are you. Say, but I'm up. No, God just sees you. Right to the rapture. Can I just say a few more things? The bride believes in happiness. We believe in joy. We believe in life. We believe in deliverance. We don't just put up with the devil around here. I believe we ought to royally kick him out. 
Hallelujah. Just royally. Amen. Instead of asking somebody else to take your spirit under their control, just surrender your spirit to God. Amen. Be part of the number that's moving forward. God's using you. We believe in the new birth. We believe in healing for the sick and for the keeping power. We believe in that. And we're not going to dilute it down because of your specific case or the troubles that you're going through. We have to keep the banner waving of the opening of the word and the revelation and perfect faith. I'm speaking about the New Year's message that we believe in the resurrection and the rapture. The future home and the millennium is part of God's purpose for our lives. Hallelujah. The bride is just constant. People come and go as we've already said, but the bride is constant. Can I talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions? Just for a little bit. According to U.S. News and World Report, this is in December last year, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. 80%. Fail before February. The most common New Year's resolutions, according to the government poll, the most common aspirations for the coming year in the U.S. are to eat healthier, to get more exercise, and to save more money. None of those things are bad. I think we all could eat healthier. Amen? We could get a little bit more exercise or maybe a lot more exercise and we could save more money. That way we'd have some to give. You know, they talk about exercise being one of the biggest New Year's resolutions. But do you know how many gym memberships go unused? Two thirds of gym memberships go unused. I have it right in front of me. A gym membership may seem like the first step in a resolution to get healthier, but statistics suggest they may not be worth the great investment. The average gym membership costs just under $60 per month, and 67% of memberships go unused. Some of you are smiling. I was talking to the man at the post office the other day. We were mailing some Chinese Bibles, and he said, yeah, that certain gym... I got a membership for that over a year. I haven't even went in the place. It's like, it's a New Year's resolution. I should be there. I'm even willing to pay the money. But I'm not there. Well, he just joined the other two-thirds of the people. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. So these top ten... New Year's resolutions. I'm speaking tonight on our God is constant. But so are you. And the top ten resolutions are to lose weight and healthy eating. Number two is to have a better life and self-improvement. Number three is better financial decisions. Number four, and this wasn't a believer's stat, but it's to quit smoking. People of the world are resolved. I am resolved to quit smoking. Number five is to do more exciting things. Number six is to spend more time with family and close friends. Number seven is to work out more often. 
Number eight is to learn something new on my own. Number nine is to do more goods, good deeds for others. And last is to find the love of my life. The top ten New Year's resolutions. Lord, help us to be spiritual. I don't think it's bad for a believer to, in prayer, have the Holy Spirit deal with us about our spiritual lives. Even about our natural lives and physical lives. It's our, temp- our, li- our bodies are a temple of the Lord. I believe 2019 can be a year that we can be more constant. Do you believe that? I put these down on, on January 1st, just in my own office in prayer, that the Lord Jesus, speaking about this in 2019, spiritual desires and natural things, The Lord Jesus would be first. The word would be preeminent. Spend more time in prayer. I don't know if you do that or if your family does that, but it's good to speak to one another, encourage one another about God's will for our lives. As we start out the new year, we desire more of his presence in our lives. To find God's calling and placing. I believe these are top of the believer's Not New Year's resolutions, but it's part of our constancy. It's part of our constitution. It's part of who we are. It's part of the Holy Ghost that knows all things. And he's the one that I want to direct my life. He's directing your life. How many would think this year would be a good year for you to start thinking the way God thinks about that? About every matter in your life. Just to start praying, God, help me to think the way God thinks about that. I wrote that down on my piece of paper. Have the attitude that God has about everything. Say, what does God think about this? Well, just get close to God. What's God's thoughts about that? Let's turn to our last scripture as Isaiah 59. Can we get time for one more scripture? I really enjoyed the watch night service. The brothers that spoke, and Brother Kyle, Morton, Brother Michael Ray, Brother Daniel, Kiangu, Brother Biscoe, and, and Brother Tom, how they spoke to us, encouraging words. I thank God for that. We can end the old year and start out a new year with something spiritual. I know that many here don't value that the way we should, but you just get out there a little bit, what's out there, and you'll find out. God's blessed you. You're blessed people. But we want to draw that into our inner parts this year as we look at Isaiah 59. We come down to the close of the service. Isaiah 59 verse 20 says, And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forevermore. Would you agree that Isaiah believed in a constant God? But chapter 60, arise. Here we are after hearing about our God's constant and 
the words continuing, arise, shine. Lord, let this be a prayer for 2019. I will arise. I will shine. For thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let it be, Lord, this year. That you will arise. You will shine forth. You will be a blessing. And you will be blessed. When Brother Biscoe said that this morning, and I wrote it down, God bless the ministers that minister the word. I take that personal. And I say, God, our pastor just prayed that. God bless the ministers that minister the word. Then Lord, bless the ministers that minister the word. And let it penetrate into our lives. And let it bring a change. Our God is constant. We are changing. But as we're growing into his likeness, we see the bride as a continuance, patiently enduring, steadfast. See, some of you just say, but I'm not like that. I'm not like that. And the word is saying, but you are. But you are. This is a prophecy for our day. Arise. Shine out. Amen. And in conclusion tonight, I was just thinking in December. I was thinking as we were going through the Christmas season. This was on our hearts as we passed through December always. And we think about many messages that Brother Branham preached in December. But then I I went through the years as he came into January. And I was thinking about the burden of the word of the Lord. And I looked at the messages that Brother Branham spoke in January after December. After Christmas, after the new year, it was like he was coming through December and and going through the Christmas season with the bride and delivering messages as we've all heard over the last uh, several weeks, the different Christmas messages. But there was a burden of God coming into the new year that if you watch really closely in January, it's very much in line with the service we're hearing tonight, even in December. I know that most of you will remember this, but Brother Branham preached the Holy Ghost series right before Christmas time. And it was right during, before Christmas, he preached, what is the Holy Ghost? What was the Holy Ghost given for? Questions and answers on the Holy Ghost. But on the Friday night, he said, I don't want this recorded Friday night. This was right before Christmas. He preached a message, how do I get the Holy Ghost? And how do I know when I have it? When the world was speaking about lights and trees and Santa Claus, the burden of the word was the Holy Ghost. And he said in in the first service of that series, he said, I would not ask anyone to do anything that I would not do myself. This week has been a complete Calvary for me. And I've been close to blacking out, he said. I was almost beside myself. But I've completely surrendered every will and everything that I know of to the Lord. He said the other night. So this would have been in in December. Around around about midnight, 
The wife and I, after sitting up and praying and talking to the Lord across the little footstool in our front room with two open Bibles, we consecrated ourselves anew to God for a complete service that we would surrender our own wills and everything and every negative thought to serve the Lord Jesus. Who thinks that's a wonderful thing? I mean, to bring it into your family now. He said, I trust that's been your attitude. That you're doing the same thing. That when we're coming tonight, we're coming upon holy ground. Among a people who has been praying and fasting and making restitutions and getting ready to receive something from God. And I know that he will, he will come. He that will come hungry will not go away hungry, but God will feed with the bread of life. As we start out this new year, I, I believe that's a wonderful thing to say, God, may we feed from the bread of life. And we don't have time to fully speak about this thought, but I was thinking about the, the messages in January as Brother Branham was coming through the December years and, uh, and coming now into the new year. Uh, on December the 31st, he spoke, you must be born again. On, on December the 30th, he, in December, he preached, sirs, is this the time? Is this the sign of the end, sirs? In 1961, the last night of the year, a New Year's message, he spoke of God be with us, then where is all his miracles? It was like right at the end of the year, coming into the new year, the Holy Ghost was digging deep. Speaking things that are thought provoking, not just all jolly jolly and, you know, and lights, but it was deep messages. Going deep down. I think that's wonderful. Then coming into the new year, I just started with 1960, January the 8th. He preached conference with God. It was like he was starting out the new year, bringing these inspirations. We need a conference with God. Sirs, we would see Jesus. That's 1960. Then 1961, he spoke right January the 1st. He continues on with the revelation of Jesus Christ series and preaches Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then in January the 19th, he said things that wasn't so from the beginning. 1962, coming into 1962, January, he preached presuming. Then the next night he preached convinced then concerned. Then the next night he, he preached the unchangeable God working in an unexpectable way. Is that incredible? He's talking about starting the new year and that we have an unchangeable God, but he works in an unexpected way. And don't presume and be convinced. It was like he was nailing down the hatches for the believers for the whole year. 1962. He's speaking on confirmation of the commission and the next night forsaking all the next night. Have not I sent thee just a few days later? He preached explaining the ministry. It was like he was given confirmation. I am with you. Continue on 1963. His very first message he preached was influence. Then letting off the pressure. This is all in January. Perseverance. 
accepting God's provided way at the end time. It was like right in January, he was, the Holy Spirit was confirming, I'm with you. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Praise God. 1963, he speaks in January, awakening Jesus, right in January, awakening him. Spirit of truth. He comes right down through the whole month of January, preaches just once more, one more time, Lord, remembering the Lord, identification, investments, the absolute. These are good messages. Right in January, 1964, he preaches shalom. Then he preaches it again, shalom. It was like he was preaching peace, peace. Right at the start of the year, he's, God's peace is constant. I'm wanting to give you peace. As we bow our heads tonight. I wonder if there's someone that would say in their heart, Lord, I want to be more constant. I want to bring my life now under this banner of your presence, Jesus. I have my hands lifted up too. God, I pray that you'd anoint this in all of us as a body of believers. Hands are lifted up all throughout the service. Oh God, I pray that spirit of constancy would be strong within the believers. We might not even be able to say the word right, but there's a certain character quality of the Holy Spirit that we want to see in our own lives. Lord, would constant be one of those this year? May patience be one of those this year. May we be more steadfast this year. And whatever you have for us individually or in our families or in our church or in our school or in our jobs or careers, we want to be the type of people that can be flexible, that can move and adapt to the winds of your spirit, Lord, that's moving us down that channel of your perfect will. I wonder with every head bowed who would say, Lord, this year, I want to walk in your perfect will. Anoint me for service. Anoint this gift in your life, my life, my husband's life, my wife's life, our children, all of our ministry, the deacons, the trustees, the singers, all those that work in the sound, the video, the streaming. Let the Holy Ghost give them their portion, God. Let our church be constant. Some of you need to pray right now. Let my health be constant. You are my healer. You're my strength giver. I believe in you, Lord, that you are my strength giver. And I'm confessing it right now. My health is constant. My family will be constant. I'll be an encourager to my brothers and sisters. I want to speak to anyone here that might have backslidden or gotten cold. Come on back to the place that God can deal with your heart again. Maybe somebody that's went on a spiritual sabbatical and you've gone away. Why don't you just come on back? Why don't you take another step tonight? Before you leave this building, just say, Father, I'm not interested in just a New Year's resolution. I don't want it to just be something, but by February, I'm just right back to the same old, same old. But give me something more than what the world gives. Maybe with our heads bowed, we could also say, God, yes, there are things 
even in the natural. I need to be more constant. Maybe instead of laying around, you could go for a walk. Maybe you need more rest. Maybe you need to clock out and get a little rest. Find a little place of balance in our eating habits, in our the way that we are around one another. Just say, God, I need to be more balanced. Maybe it's gone off to the right or off to the left. And you just want to say, God, you're constant. Your word is constant. I want to be more like that, Jesus. Heavenly Father, it's not our wishes. It's your desire. It's not what we want out of life. It's what you've already predestinated to be. Anoint us now for service. Anoint each one of us for service. Don't let our services just be empty moments or where we go through exercises. And then go out empty and live a life that's void. Come to us in our private times, Lord Jesus. When we're down on our knees, when we're driving our cars, when we're on the bus. When we're walking, Jesus. Would you come and walk with us this year? I was listening this afternoon to your prophet speaking about these things. Sirs, we would see Jesus. If there's one great desire we all have, it's to see more of you this year, God. More of you in our lives. More of you in one another. More of you in that situation. And I pray with all my brothers and sisters, Lord, what could we do more to see you in that situation? How could we get out of the way more this year and surrender to see more of Jesus? Heavenly Father, it's been good to walk with these brothers and sisters. It's been good to be in this Pacific Northwest. I thank you for the family of God, for those that are loyal, faithful. They've been pillars over the years unwavering even though they would look at themselves and feel very small but we look at them as rocks as pillars we know that you're calling leaders and men and women that will carry this on but you also need good followers this year men and women that are willing to follow men and women that are willing to get behind the vision and under the yoke and not complain about it and not be saying why me or woe is me but saying God help me to understand your reason and your purpose oh Jesus Lord if you could just drop it down spontaneously for us throughout the year these moments that we so need supernatural impulses from the heart of God it would so help us Father we commit our future to you Everything that's said and done, we commit our lives to you. Oh, Father, fill us with the Holy Spirit. And may the life of God flow throughout this assembly, throughout this year, as it has been. But may it get greater and greater. And bind our hearts together, closer and closer. It is God's will that we stay together and that we move as a unit. So let us walk under that burden, Jesus. We pray for the believers in Renton, Seattle, God. 
even now in their Sunday night service. Would you bless that little assembly? Bless Brother Kyle and the believers in Victoria and the men and women that go forward in the name of the Lord. Lord, all over this globe, there's men and women that are bearing the same burden. Oh, it's going to be a great one day, day when we rejoice with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. Oh, Father, may we stand with that great number that day that with patient continuance have stayed steady, God. Let us be steady, church. Steady individuals. Put more honey in the box. Keep things together, God. In Jesus' name, we pray these blessings for the glory of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, as we close our eyes, we'll sing this song. Oh, all I want to see. said when you begin to think his thoughts you'll begin to live his life and do the things that he did he said you have to move your thoughts you have to move your thinking and get away from reason and move your thoughts from your own way of thinking to what God thinks 
Then he quotes the scripture, let the mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you. I say, Lord, let the mind that is in Christ be in me. Then he said, and then when you begin to think his thoughts, you'll begin to live his life and do the things that he did. See what I mean? Now, because it's not you, it's Christ. Let it be Christ this year. Not me, but Jesus Christ. Let's sing one last song before we go. I just want to please the Lord, Brother Ryan. I just want to please the Lord. After our pastor made those comments this morning that we want to please him, I just thought, Lord, that's what we want to do. Let's sing this before we go. Oh, I just with another soldier. You're dismissed. Have a wonderful week. Amen.